This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. The year is with Red and Bobby. Welcome back to the Year Is Podcast, a podcast where every episode, me, Bobby Mayer, and comedian Red Richardson, my co-host, go back to a year in history, and we talk about the most interesting and weird things from that year. This episode, we are going back to 1950, yep. Red. Yep. Should be, should be a good one. We were at 1455 last week, so this week we are, we are way ahead. But still behind <laughs> the present day. <laughs> you know, it's good that you. It's did, good that you know where the time machine yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. I did a few, 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 uh, few sums and worked it out. So a few episodes ago, uh, we, well, Bobby started a competition where whoever wrote the most insulting thing about me on um, social media would get a free ticket to his tour. We're going to reveal the winners at the end. Uh, we had an overwhelming and quite upsetting response from you guys. Uh, so. I think we got more insults than we have <laughs> listeners. It was amazing. People really have went for red. So tune in to the end of the episode when we reveal the best insults about Red's appearance. And the winner of this horrible, horrible competition. <laughs> really? how, how have you been anyway? What's, what's been going on? Well, you're speaking to a man who's lucky to not be in prison. Why? <laughs> yes, I know that, but what have you done No, now? no, no. Well, because... <laughs> Okay, so this month, me and Harriet decided we're going to do some gigs together. Mm -hmm. For anyone who doesn't know, my wife, also a comedian, Harriet Kemsley, and we have a baby who is now weeks old. The certain amount, I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. But, so, (laughs) weeks. Yeah. So uh, we're going to do a gig together. You're going to say that when she's 10. You'll be like, she's loads of weeks old. She's a decade or decades old. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we go to Top Secret Comedy Club, best comedy club in London. And we, Harriet's opening the show. I'm closing the show. Uh, Harriet is on stage. The baby is crying a bit. So I decide I'm going to take her for a walk, go to the car, buy a donut. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, really what I was doing was I wanted to (laughs) eat a donut in a car. Was that a donut time up the road? Yeah, donut time. It's like a five-pound gigantic donut. I got got one yesterday. It's not even better than Krispy Kreme. It is so overpriced for what you get. But 
it's 9 p.m. and I want a donut. Of course you do. So I go get my donut time donut. I have Mabel. Because I'm carrying Mabel's like bag that has all her like diapers mm-hmm. and things in it. I'm carrying that. And then I'm carrying the baby. And I'm carrying my donut. So the baby's kind of resting on one arm. A bit awkwardly, but I, her head's supported. I'm not dangling her like Michael Jackson style. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's fine. I'm walking on the street. I notice these two women quite close to me behind me, so I kind of turn around quickly to make sure they're not, like, coming for the baby. And then I start walking away, and they go, excuse me, sir. I was like, yeah, what's going on? They said, are you okay? <laughs> and I was dressed I was dressed in a full orange tracksuit yeah. and a bright yellow coat but they were like clean like I looked I yeah. looked good but you looked like you'd steal a baby and that sort of happened. yeah that's what was happening these people thought I may be stealing a baby I think so this lady goes are you okay sir I was like yeah fine I'm like why she's like well just the way you're holding the baby you look like you need help Oh, and I was like I don't need help. Thank you. I'm just holding one arm because I'm carrying a bag. Everything's fine. <laughs> She's like, well, where are you going? I'm like, just to my car. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm good, though. Thanks. She's like, well, um, are you are you sure you don't need help? You look like you need help. I was like, I don't need help. I'm okay. <laughs> this is insane. I was just like, you're just being sexist right now. Like, I'm mm-hmm. fine. I don't need help. But in my head, what I realized is I feel like she's stalling to keep me there. Because she thinks I've kidnapped this baby. Yeah, of course. So she's like playing it kindly, but actually the police are about to arrive and take my baby away. So then I thought, well, how would a kidnapper act? A kidnapper would try to be very charming and kind. And like, and like you know, make them think everything's okay. But what would an angry parent do? Well, an angry parent might do what I did. Mm-hmm. So I just said, okay, so what? what is going on? She's like, I just think you need help. And I was like, I don't. She's like, well, I have kids. I was like, oh, you have kids. She was like, yeah. I was like, well, go fucking play with them. <laughs> yeah, where are they now? While you're out policing other parents. And then I walked away. And I yeah. went and sat in my car with Mabel, shoved a donut into my face. <laughs> and the, and they, they, mm. keep, they kept like walking by the car like they were patrolling just to make sure I wasn't like smothering the baby. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> You just forgotten it on the floor outside the car. The thing is, if you are wearing an orange track, like if I was to steal a baby, I'd never wear an orange tracksuit. No, you don't peacock while stealing. Like you no, don't wear. No. What you want? You want to be like inconspicuous if yeah. you're stealing a baby. Like you want to be like, oh yeah, jeans and a and a black t-shirt. You yeah, know, yeah, like yeah, you yeah. right yeah, now. Exactly what I'm right now, all black. Yeah, like a mime. In through the window, out of the car, climb back down into the night. Is that what a mime would wear? No, it's uh, what. Uh, yeah, maybe a mine would wear it. <laughs> it's, uh, but yeah. Well, that's that's a horrible story, Bobby. I know. And then, yeah, they kept walking by the car, and I kept just like looking up at them, but they'd like pretend to not look. Mm-hmm. It's like if you think someone is stealing a baby, don't be afraid of offending them and not call the police. Call the police if you think I'm stealing a baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't not call the police and just wander by. To see what's happening with the kidnapping. Like, well, it seems like he's treating the baby better than the parents probably ever would. <laughs> Did you feel like winding them up more and pretending to drop and go, woo? No. Like, Have you got any crack I can smoke while I'm <laughs> so boring looking after a kid, isn't it? Yeah, I just want to <laughs> inhale crack into my body. You know when your kids cry, do you shake them to make them stop? <laughs> 
How do you love baby? I should have said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a bit. Ba- well, how do you love your baby? I love my baby by looking and licking. <laughs> my baby changes my nappy. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but I can I can see kind of problems. That's what everyone said. I don't need this argument. <laughs> everyone I has told this story to has said, well, I can see where they were coming from. Mm. I don't need you to see where they were coming mm. from. I want you to be on my side. I don't want you to be like, well, you do look like someone who would steal a baby. And it's like, I know. Did Harriet see where they were coming from? Yes. <laughs> right. I think that closes it. I think up. Harriet's parents saw where they were coming from. Everyone saw where How they were, were coming holding from. How are you it? Like, you're just walking along no, like, it's, like it's a plastic bag. You can hold <laughs> anyone who has a child knows you can hold a baby with one hand very safely. I think Harriet should start gaffer taping the baby to your stomach next time you get a little donut craving uh, well they have they have these like the things you can use yeah papoose stra- a papoose yeah get is that what you call it what we called. have one a papoose as red calls it you can strap <laughs> the baby with the papoose yeah but we d- i didn't have the papoose with me it's called a papoose isn't it jody Thank and it you. always takes like 10 minutes to put the kid in the papoose by the time you put them in the papoose you could have just got to where you're going yeah but you still won't have mi5 <laughs> coming to get you i mean it was it was insane i wanted to be like if you don't stop i'm gonna kidnap your baby but that i don't think that would have helped <laughs> no, that wouldn't work if you don't fuck up, and there was this guy with a dog and who was like is everything okay and i was like yeah these My ladies think i'm fucking stealing business i'm stealing his baby <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't need to fight you the dog the two women just to get this kid out of the country <laughs> i was told this would be an easy transaction oh god okay well that's uh that's that's that covered i think uh, 1950 bobby what have you got for me 1950, uh, you know, it's a, a post-war year. I think my favorite thing about 1950 mm. that I found was Richard Branson was born. Okay. The man who's done many things successfully and somehow none of them impressive. No. No, he's still very... But he's done a lot of things, bad things as well. He sued the NHS, didn't he? <laughs> he did sue the NHS. <laughs> They wouldn't award him a contract for a children's hospital. Yeah. It's weird that him and Captain Tom are both knighted. Feels odd, doesn't it? <laughs> you think they're in collusion? No, I just think it's, you get knighted for suing the NHS and you get knighted for walking around your garden for the NHS. That would have kind been, of mixed messages. How do I get knighted? That would have been a UFC fight I wanted to see. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think Branson would have him. <laughs> Branson's the sort of guy who probably does like Wing Chun or something. A lot of yoga. But yeah, I you know a lot about Branson, don't you? Well, I know probably as much as as the next man. Virgin Airlines, uh, Virgin Records, Virgin Space, Virgin Space. Yeah, I don't know if that's he, what it's called. <laughs> he went into space while we were uh, in lockdown, didn't he? Was it yeah. was it lockdown when he went in? Yeah, and then he just like put loads of selfies on the internet of him, like <laughs> yeah, and everyone's like picking up furlough. He's <laughs> like, no, uh, there's no lockdown in space. Yeah, he seemed to have a good time doing that. It kind of, it was quite tone deaf, I think. <laughs> no, I think it was right what we wanted. Because these people are going to space. The billionaires are going to space. We've talked about this before. But they really think they're, like, inspiring us. Mm-hmm. They're making all the plebs think, maybe our lives could be better. Maybe one day we could be billionaires who go to space. And it's like, yeah, that's not. That's not it. It just makes us think. It's just Bezos, actually. Just most of the people who you want to inspire actually just want to be able to use a loo while they're at work. Yeah. One, one of your fucking death factories. We've talked about it before, but these billionaires just think that like by going to space, they're inspiring us and they're making us think anything is possible. But actually what we're thinking is 
stay there. Mm-hmm. Or just spend your money on, on helping someone else because you're spending billions on doing that. But, um, yeah, Branson's, uh, he's got the island, doesn't he? Necker Island. Yeah, uh, and people would talk about it a lot, but then I, uh, Epstein's Island has really usurped Branson's yeah, Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he used to have the most famous billionaire island. It's just not, it's not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got that place, but it's... um. Always, he's got a nephew who called, who changed his name to his name was Ned Branson, I think, and he changed his name by Deepole to Ned Rock and Roll, and he's like high up in Virgin, um, and he married Kate Winslet, but he just seems like the, the biggest tosser in the world at forty five, changing his name to Ned Rock and Roll. Always bothered me. I just can't imagine being Kate Winslet. Mm-hmm. You're Kate Winslet. You're one of the most beautiful. Famous, very good actor. Very good actor. And then you marry someone named Ned. Is she going to take the name? Uh, hello. Kate yes, Rock I'm... and Roll. Because she's the rock rock, roll. least rock and roll person ever as well, I think. She seems like a I little... don't think she took the name. She was married to that director, wasn't she? Sam Mendes, was it? Mm. Yeah, she's married to Sam Mendes. Yeah, she goes to him to some nephew of Branson, who's a horrific little rich kid, who... um who I just think works for Richard and doesn't do much else. You don't, you don't, you're, <laughs> you're I like that your your assessment of a man is mm. always, no, I don't like him. No, no, that's it. That's your your assessment of the, your, whenever you assess someone, you're like, I don't like him, I just think he's a lazy rich kid. Yeah, and I think he could have done anything for me, and I'd probably still go, yeah, I just can't get behind you changing your last name. To rock and roll. Yeah, like if I was dying and someone did a, like, he, did a life-saving operation on me and I came to and I said, oh, who do I thank? And they go, this is Dr. Rock and Roll. I'd say, fuck you, put it back in. <laughs> put, put the tumor back yeah, in. Yeah, I don't want to be alive on a planet where I was saved by a person who changed their last name to Rock and Roll. It's pathetic. But what if, like, would you ever change your last name? No, why would you? Um, because well, you... Unless I, like, kidnapped a baby, then yeah, I would, because I'd have to. If you're on the run. Yeah, if I'm on the run. I think a good last name for you because you're Red Richardson mm. could be like Red Rocket. That, no, I think that'd be too <laughs> obvious. I'd do what we did when we were talking about the French king. I'd be Tony Nisois. <laughs> Sophisticated but tough. Can fit in anywhere. Tony can, Nisois. Can fix your drain pipes but also knows a good red wine when he sees one. Look out, it's Tony Nisois. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the talk of the town. Where did he come from, you know? With this baby. Also, you couldn't, <laughs> if you were to change your name, you couldn't change your name to Red something because Red is the defining yeah, part of your name. That's people the would problem. Be like, people are like, Red Richardson is on the run. And, and then some new neighbor of yours be like, I don't know a Red Richardson, but, but, <laughs> yeah. but Red Rocket yeah. is sure going to be surprised that somebody was his, with his first name and same face. <laughs> he must have a, a twin he doesn't know about. Yeah, of course. Also named Red. <laughs> Yes. I think Branson's look has always been a part of his problem as well. He's got the look of a twat, don't you think? He's got those long sort of golden, like, hair, and he, he, I just, he's always looked annoying to me. I kind of disagree with your assessment of the man. Well, do you like him? I would like to go out, like, I really just want it to be stated mm-hmm. that I think Richard Branson is a great entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And as a part of the Virgin family myself, 
<laughs> I would like to extend apologies to Virgin for everything you've said about Mr. Rock and Roll. Okay. Yeah. Richard you, Branson, he looks like the sort of person, if you had a breakdown and your wife left you and then your kids start speaking to you and the new stepdad was like, they just said, he's actually like my real dad. That person would look like Richard Branson looks. That's how he looks to me. Again, as someone who's <laughs> now trained to be a pilot for Virgin Airlines. Wait, wait you're not, no one would trust you. People don't trust you holding your own baby, let alone uh, a fucking plane full of other people's. That's right. It was, a, it was an <laughs> online course. Yeah. Uh, it was called Virgin Flying. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, it took six weeks. Yep, yep. And I can fly a plane now. Oh, really? They told me, all I had to do was I had to give them a registration fee of like... Six thousand pounds. Are you sure this is an Al Qaeda? No, no. I just I paid six thousand pounds for an online flight training course, and now I work for Virgin Airlines. I was told via email. Well, you probably went after this podcast. I've been waiting for the call. He's been um, slandered. I've been waiting uh, nine weeks for them to call. I think they've had a big backlog with a lot of new pilots. Yeah, but when I get the call, it's going to be good. Okay, well, good for you. Did you uh, did you hear about the the fire on on uh, Branson's Island? Because <laughs> I heard he set that fire himself, try and burn evidence. Wow! Yeah. Again, as an online <laughs> pilot for Virgin <laughs> Airlines, that is slanderous. <laughs> you are slandering my it's, good friend. I've never met Richard Branson. It's what I heard. I heard he set fire to his own island because it was an Epstein-style uh, sting operation coming, and he he had to set fire to place. And Kate Winslet saved his. Have grandma. you ever taken one of his trains? Yeah, they're horrible, overpriced, and shit. His planes are shit too. Oh, oh, so his trains are overpriced now? Yes. I'm sorry, you don't like toilets that talk to you? Do they? What do they say? They say. I don't remember hello, the exact... Hello, Bobby. Are you sure you Welcome were... Welcome to the toilet. To Please don't flush <laughs> things down it that are not toilet stuff. Is it if you don't take your meds, the toilets talk to no, you? No, the toilets... The virgin <laughs> toilets do talk to you. Anyone, anyone engaging with this will know that virgin... You know, don't you? Virgin toilets talk to you. So you, they made you a pilot and they're losing our speaking No, they, to you. You, you, when you hit the locked door button, they go, the door is locked. Okay, okay. I, you've never used it. See, the reason you're not enjoying virgin trains clearly is because you sit on the train and then you just shit yourself thinking there's no <laughs> toilet. And you're like, this train is terrible. <laughs> no, Red, you just have to stop shitting yourself on the train and use the toilet that talks to you. I don't want to speak to the toilet. The toilet speaks to you. It's not, it does, you don't speak back. I mean, you can speak back, but the toilet then doesn't, if you, if the toilet says the door is locked, you don't go, oh, that makes me a bit, feel a bit claustrophobic. The toilet doesn't go, oh, you feel claustrophobic. I'm sorry. It doesn't respond. It's not an AI toilet. It's an automated voice. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll be sure to check that out next time I'm on the loo. How have you missed this? I know it, it just says door closing. That's on everything. And let me guess. You don't, well, you, also, you'd have no interest in Branson because you don't like records. You're not a music person, no, are you? used to have Virgin Records. It was boring. Not like music, but... Um, what? I've never... I've been in cars with you. You've never listened to music. Yeah, I've never that, been in your house you... when music was playing unless Rosie put on 
That's what? because we don't sit there at having, you know, having parties together. Yes, we do. We've had many parties we together. Usually, we're usually arguing about something stupid. So I wouldn't just put Sam Cook on them in the background, would I? You like well, Sam Cook? Well, yeah, I like Sam Cook. That's a that's a news to me. Okay, what do you like? I also like Sam Cook, actually. And you've got loads of his on CD, I assume, from Virgin. Well, yes. Um, well, what's happened is again, I was I got an email from. Uh, Virgin uh, Records, and uh, they asked me for a, a small donation mm. to help keep the company afloat. I gave them three thousand pounds, <laughs> and they said the records are coming. Okay, so you're waiting. That was four months ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But hopefully soon. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Do you know Kate Winslet saved Richard Branson's mum from the fire? Branson started himself. He didn't start the fire himself, <laughs> but I did, in fact, know. Yes, Kate Winslet mm. did save. Richard Branson's mom, because she, like him, is a hero. So she <laughs> picked up his mother once yeah. a fire started and carried her out of the villa. Past all the burning hard drives and into the sea. And Richard Branson <laughs> ran. Yep. He was so concerned for his mother that he ran naked <laughs> into to the, the fire <laughs> to help. Did he actually? Yes. Oh, nice. Which means the same day Kate Winslet saved Richard Branson's mother, her reward was seeing Richard Branson's dick. <laughs> For every cloud... Um, there are more clouds. There are more clouds. There's rainstorms. A storm is coming. <laughs> yeah. We're all going to die. Uh, I bet he's got a, a smug dick. Wow, you're really taking him down <laughs> now, aren't you? I bet he's got the smuggest dick in the world. Yeah. <laughs> That's what his dick looks like when it's running at you with a fire behind it. What? <laughs> Meh? No, it's powerful. Yeah, what's it like? Hey. Hello. <laughs> I'm Richard Branson's penis. Mm. And I just do what needs to be done. <laughs> please stop putting me places I shouldn't be. <laughs> Richard. <laughs> Richard, please stop it. Okay, well. It's all alleged, what I've said, by the way. Alleged. Isn't, can't you just say that, and that means you can just say what you want now? It's all made up. You're just making things I up, didn't, right? I, just, I have heard it. I've heard it from various people. I feel like we should put a disclaimer at the top of the episode. Everything Red says in this episode is a lie. He is an idiot. <laughs> and Bobby's a pilot. Anyway. I I'm am a pilot. I'm just waiting on the paperwork. I, uh, I want to get into what I found out, Bobby, because I've had enough of... Uh... Richard Branson, for one day. I think everyone has. Monday morning, Richard Branson talk. It gets a bit much. So in 1950, and this was, this was news to me, I have to say, Canadians, Harry Wazilik and Larry Hansen and Frank Plomp. What Wait, a name. Did you, did you work on the pronunciation of that? I didn't, but it's Harry Wazilik. W-A-S-Y-L-Y-K. Say it how you want in your own head. Was like! Was like. Thank you That's very much. That's what I'd say. My favorite name from that is, uh, is, is Frank Plomp. None of us could have done this without Frank Plomp. <laughs> Here's, you've pronounced all Sounds the, like a shit, doesn't you, it? <laughs> you've actually pronounced all the names wrong. Okay. It's Harry Wazlike. Mm-hmm. Larry. Mm-ba, ba-ba. Hanson mm-hmm. and Frank Plomp. Frank Plomp sounds like a dump. I don't know what you did with Larry Hanson. Is that a joke from a song or that's the song? That's by that's the band Hanson. Oh, okay, I get it. So Their hit '90s song Oombop. I wasn't in Virgin Records Oom-bop. the day that came out. Um, 
I know the song. I just didn't know it was from Hanson, but that was good. I, I who did you think sang Umbop? I didn't give a shit. I've never thought. I wonder who sings this. I need to put it on in my car. Anyway, you don't have a car. No, but Stop I can inf- borrow one from Rosie's mum's. <laughs> you, know, you can. I know that. <laughs> yeah. Whatever you need to, you can borrow one. Yeah, I could borrow yours. You could. I, I've told you many times you can borrow my yeah. car if you need to. So, you know, could have a car. Like, like that. I had a friend call me, and uh, he's trying to get his license. And uh, he was like, listen, I haven't driven yet. I haven't taken any lessons. Mm. So I've never driven, but I was wondering if I could borrow your car to practice. <laughs> <laughs> And I was just like, ah, yeah, I don't know. I might be uh, busy for the next uh, three months. I think my car died. Uh, It's in the ground now. No, no, no. Can you babysit at the same time? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Is there a way we can put the baby on your lap while you drive my car, having never driven before? It's really just, it's not like we live in the middle of nowhere where you can teach someone to drive comfortably. Yeah. It's in the middle of London. There's no way you're not going to hit something. Yeah, there's no dirt tracks around. I was just, I just avoided. No, that's a good shout, Bobby. Anyway, back to Harry, Larry, and Frank Plomp, the boys. Uh, they introduced plastic bin bag for garbage collection. Until 1950, there was no bin bags. So, this is what I uh, read in my studies. Before the invention of trash bags, Americans buried their trash, burned it, or tossed it across the street. <laughs> Where hogs roamed freely and pungent garbage regularly overflowed. If you're a farmer, you probably feed your trash to your goats, pigs, chicks, or dogs. Rats everywhere. My my favorite thing is just someone just opening their front door and just throwing the trash across the street at the neighbor's house, who in turn throws their trash back at them. <laughs> it seems like a good system. Yeah. It's just funny when people get nostalgic for the past, and then you go, yeah, but you were just shit everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We weren't on our phones 24 hours a day. So, no, because you're fending off rats. But you have to remember also, like, not everything was so prepackaged, you mm. know? There wasn't just, like, layers of cardboard surrounding everything you buy. No. Like, maybe you, di- you buy a giant sack of pasta or something. Yeah, you, know, you-, you just make your own, probably. Everything you didn't, every- it wasn't... The level of waste we have right now probably didn't exist in the same way then. No, you weren't like chucking, you know, packs of prawn wontons and chow men across yeah, the yeah, street yeah. at your neighbour. Your daily, there was no daily takeaways. Glass bottles of vodka. <laughs> Just that would be quite good though. Then <sighs> um, probably there was less waste as well, I imagine. Because you're like... I'm going to have to fucking, whatever you don't eat, we throw at the old lady who lives next door. So if you want to do that, son, you know. <laughs> but, <laughs> Scalding soup. <laughs> I would be terrible at living then, like, with the food, because I never clear my plate. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, whenever old people, if you don't finish your food, because they grew up in, like, a, the Great yeah, Depression, yeah, they were like, always like, you put food on the plate! And they're, like, having a fucking mental breakdown because it reminds them of, like, their brother starving to death or <laughs> yeah, something. Yeah, 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 yeah. And how you could have saved them by eating this fucking piece mm. of chicken. But I never do. There's always food left on my plate. I know that even if I was alive back then, I would eat half the food, and I'd go, I'm full, and like, what do you mean you're full?! But I think you'd thrive better with the, the garbage system. Because I can see you fully just opening the door and just flinging the contents <laughs> of your plate across the street and then going back inside and sitting down. I just like that they're like, they're, where hogs roamed freely. 
So does that mean just pigs were just walking the streets? I don't know. I don't know if the imagined America in the article that you've researched mm. with is, is quite the America. Like, I've read about 1950s America. I've never heard of just hogs are roaming freely. It does. Yeah, that wasn't in any of the... Any of the, the you didn't see that in the Have a Dream speech, did you? No. Just hogs walking around. So who were these guys? What do we know about them? They were just some entrepreneurs. No, like inventors who uh, from Winnipeg. Yeah, I'm is... looking up this guy. So, yeah, I just found him. Oh, not far away. He was. He came from near you. Harry was from Winnipeg, which is the other side of the country. Mm. But Larry Hansen was from Lindsay, which is quite close to where I grew up. And uh, yeah, they invented the first disposable polythite polyethylene yeah but they they invented it um because they, they'd had enough they'd had enough of hogs roaming the streets and rats being everywhere i just want to know how much they made yeah because he's got quite a small wikipedia and usually when someone's invented something they go on to do something else but i guess can you patent the garbage bag did they mm, you'd like to think you could if they did their family must we'd know about well, these people if they did they'd have some disgraced ancestor who was a senator who got caught like shagging someone dressed as a nazi as, as usually is the case you know <laughs> what i mean like that's always what happens when you go on someone's wikipedia who was um who was successful in like the, the early 20th century they always have someone some offshoot who in like 1996 got caught smoking crack oh so he sold it they sold it to union carbide uh company in Lindsay, and union carbide is owned by dow chemical which is one of the biggest well i hope they got their money's worth because it's a bloody good invention you just think that's the sort of thing that everyone would have thought of before. I'm not talking about the uh, like the materials, but you go, hmm, I either throw this outside, bury it, or burn it. But this is the disposable bag. They probably had bags. They'd have, like, sacks. No, this is the rubbish bag. No, the, yeah, but a this, disp- is, this is bin bag for garbage collection. Yeah, no. yeah, but before, they wouldn't have the manufacturing capability to make yeah. a bin bag. But before this, this, these guys came along, you'd either bury it, burn it, or throw it at your neighbor. You don't think they had dumps anywhere? They'd have dumps. There's terrible things. They used to get slaves to, Franklin would get slaves to sail down the river with it and just go get rid of it there. They'd have jumped um, in, in lakes and stuff like so, that. They'd dispose so of it. So you're garbage. telling me in 1949, slaves. No, this is back, this is, this is before. <laughs> so whenever Benjamin Franklin's time was. Yeah, they'd, they'd just send people off on, on ships full of garbage and just say, get rid of that, which is pretty fucked up. Um, and yeah, dump it in the sea, dump it in the, in New York off the piers, they dump it. So everywhere just stank of shit all the time. And there was just rats everywhere. Apparently there was rats and cockroaches in the White House because they had no no way of, they just didn't know. And it's like, no wonder there was diseases and outbreaks of disease, you know, not that we can talk in our modern era. Sounds like a better time. Why? Because, you know, there was just less, like, plastic. Sounds like a better time to me. Mm. Also, if you're hungry, you could just walk along, pick up an apple, half bit an apple, shake a rat off it. And that's lunch. When I used to smoke mm. cigarettes, mm. I mean, this is disgusting thinking mm. about it. I was so hooked. Mm. If I was out of cigarettes and there was nowhere to buy cigarettes, mm. I would pick cigarette butts up off the street and smoke them. That is so disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> that is... Like a whole, and then that people is, think I'm homeless, and I'm like, well, I mean, I'm living the life of a homeless is man. Is this, this what moment. you were doing when you had Mabel with you the other day? No! <laughs> <laughs> and the women thought you were gay. But Are you is, okay? I'm not talking when I was 16. I'm talking about my late 20s. <laughs> <laughs> I was hooked, and I'm like, I need nicotine, you I know? Mean, can you not just walk to a 24-hour? 
I think what I, it was just in situations where that wasn't available. <laughs> <laughs> and I just think about like I'm so lucky I never encountered heroin. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. People talk about like sucking a dick for heroin. I would have sucked a dick the first day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have just been like, "Have some heroin. Where's my dick? Let's yeah. do this." Even before you'd run out, you'd be like, yeah. oh, okay, I'm, "I'm running some- low. This is good." <laughs> right? Okay, what? How do I procure more? Like, I'm just. <laughs> I'm just going to suck a dick for a rainy day. Yeah. Wait, what about I suck your dick now and you just like save that <laughs> for later when I need more? Because I've got loads on me at the moment. I'm yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got enough for a year. I'm just worried about next year. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll blow you every day though. So we're, we're, we're ahead of the curve. Put, put that in the bank. <laughs> oh my God. Your cum is in my bank and I want to be in your bank. My bank is my stomach. You've came into my stomach. And now I want you to put some yummy yum yum in my arm. <laughs> Tasty treats help me forget that childhood. Let's you would party. have been you would have been someone in 1950 who would have hated the bin bag. I think I bet you those people going, oh, this is shit, bloody libtards. He's about to throw my trash out, and then you'd be like, what is this? Everyone's so PC now. We got to put our rubbish in bags. I love that you're even in your stupid impression of the 1950s. You call people libtards. Well, that's what you would have been saying. I do, I've never used the word. Li- people say that. I I know that. Red, you can say you could literally say anything and then say people say that. <laughs> you could. That's not a defense of saying something. No, I was, I was you, saying what I was. Just, I was doing as you. I was kind of acting as you, so I can get away with saying it because I was in your mind frame. So I wasn't saying it as myself. Oh, I didn't know it was just that easy. Yeah, yeah, I just I didn't know we it. could just do impressions of each other, and then I could say anything I think you would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm red. What do I think about the age of consent? Suggestion. <laughs> just a suggestion. But what is that? That's you. Yeah, and my, but I'll carry on and go, I think it should be higher. And then right back at you, so we can play this game. Hi, I'm Bobby. I... I don't think the Holocaust actually happened. There we go. Um, well, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to release that as a clip on social media. No one will know your name's not Bobby because no one knows who we are. And then that'll go viral with you saying, hi, I'm Bobby. I don't think the Holocaust actually happened. And then loads of people write abuse to you because you, my name's read on Twitter. Uh, no. <laughs> I will hack your Twitter and change your name to Bobby Richardson. Well, we are, I'm opening for you on your tour, which I'm more than up for with these sorts of <laughs> things on the horizon. Very exciting for me. Very, very exciting. 1950 was also the birth of the actor William H. Macy. No a great actor. Yep. Fargo. Fargo. Uh, he's in Shameless, the American version. Yeah. Uh, he's so good in that. What I love about... I mean, have you seen UK Shameless? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never seen an American one. What I love about it is his character never gets better. Okay, it's like, same in America. He's uh, just UK a debilitating one. alcoholic the whole time, a terrible father. Mm-hmm. His children hate him. <laughs> and the American one lasts for like 10 years. So all the child actors become adults throughout the show, and their daddy is still just a loser. Mm-hmm. Well, he's he's great. He was great in Fargo. I, I loved him in that. I thought he was brilliant. He's, uh, he's done a lot of good work. Did you watch Fargo, the TV series? No, never. It's so good. I don't care. What do you mean you don't care? Because it was a great movie. It's like, we're going to split it into 20. Don't do that. Just leave it. They just took the premise of Fargo, the world of Fargo. The great perfect hour and a half and went, let's make this 25 hours. It's 
great. Is it? The first three seasons are very good. Okay. I'm all about new stuff. Are you? I've never watched The American Office. I've never watched The American Shameless because I don't need to. I've seen the English version. And I go, make something new. Don't go, oh, we're going to make a new version of this. Or let's make a TV series out of this. The American Office is incredible. There's a TV series for Nurse Ratchet from the um, One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest. That's ridiculous. That's not what we're talking about. That's a different I'm just conversation. Talking about, I'm, talking about every, I'm talking about people making TV shows out of great things from films. Okay, most TV shows suck. So if you list every adaptation, yes, most of them suck. <laughs> but then most original things suck. It's mm. very hard to do anything well. It just seems to me, like, let's make a TV show of Christoph Waltz's character in Glorious Bastard, you know. I'd love that, to that'd see be actually that. good. I'm sorry. That'd be amazing. <laughs> if they made a, if, if Tarantino made a TV series about Christoph Waltz <laughs> living in where did he move to? The Hamptons, was it? Yeah, I think. Yeah, no, and they, they put cut. It's yeah, yeah. So he has a swastika head. carved actually, into his head. That's a good series. Okay, <laughs> he has a swastika carved into his head, and it's just the TV series <laughs> of his life after that of his life in America as a former Nazi. Just rising to okay, the top. That was a, that was a ter- terribly bad example. It was, it was incredible. Okay, I made a mistake there. Um. And Brad Pitt, <laughs> Brad Pitt is just in like every like few episodes. He shows up and just punches Christopher Christoph Waltz in the face. Yeah. Okay. That would be great. Uh, yeah. I, and I, eventually I, I, I he'd run the worst for character. He'd run for office. <laughs> He would. Um, he'd, he'd open. He'd settle down. And he'd yeah. open a nightclub called like. Uh, the 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 socialists or something like the you know the national socialists mm, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. kind of like a play on nazi you know or he'd meet a lady and they'd have kids and he'd have to go to sports day with a swastikas <laughs> in his head yeah and no, that wasn't a good example but you get what i'm saying we don't have to make series out of stuff that's already happened before and done well really done very well Okay, well, now we have your opinion on it. So they shouldn't... The Star Wars TV shows, you're not interested. Why would I be interested? Okay, what what do you like? The Sopranos. I love The Sopranos. Didn't, based on a book. Didn't need the movie. The Sopranos is not based on a book. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. You okay, I'm the Godfather, lying. Yeah? I just thought I could trick you. Well, you can't trick me. Nothing gets past this head, buddy. Game of Thrones, you loved. You watched all of. Based on a book. Read the book first. Yeah, but that means it's based. Yeah, you, but you said you don't like any adaptations. Okay, but dis- Why did you bother watching? I didn't say the TV? adaptations. I said what you're doing is taking something already well done and making another. So well, the book was already well yes, done. Yes, but it's not a visual thing. So you, I understand that. Like The Godfather was a book. They made it into a great movie. It's good to make books into movies. Don't make movies into TV series. So books into movies is fine. okay. Fine movies with me. into TV series bad. What about a book into a TV series? Yeah, absolutely fine. Okay, because they're different mediums. You know, so it's absolutely fine. Don't go. I'm going to split this up. How about Bobby? We make one of your jokes into ten jokes. I'd love that. <laughs> I'd have ten jokes. <laughs> that sounds great. Okay, fine. William H Macy. William H. I forgot where we were. Sorry, we got so into it. William H Macy. So big star, big star. Um, unfortunately, bit of a bit of a problems in his personal life. Um, uh, in 2019, do you remember? The scandal where uh, parents in America, rich parents, paid for very smart people to pretend to be their kids to take exams for them. That wasn't exactly what happened, though. They pre- we were pretending that the kids were on sports teams to get scholarships. That was part of it, but so th- this is all wrapped up in it. Okay. What happened with him is uh, him and his wife, well, his wife was the only one who did jail time. Felicity Huffman. Yeah. They paid someone to take their daughter's exam for them. 
Did they? Yeah. So someone much smarter went in and uh, took the exam. And they went, grade's a bit good for the old H. Macy kid. Let's, um, I'm not sure if she's called H. Macy. I think that's his middle name. You don't <laughs> yeah. give your kid your middle name. He might have. He might have. And I think, uh, so So they got caught. She she spent 14 days in jail. She got out two days early because one of the days landed on a weekend. And it's just called being white in America. <laughs> and she got fined 30 grand. That's fair. Yeah, it is fair. Th- that story was so overblown. They made it seem like, Okay, so what's the problem was that rich people paid to get their kids in university. Is that wrong? Yes. But super rich people just buy, like, pay to build a wing of a university, and then that's how they get their kids in. Exactly. So these rich people just didn't have quite enough money (laughs) to do it the way that the super rich do. Yeah, yeah, They just did it in a – there was, like, one coach, too, wasn't there? Yeah, he got offered, like, 250K, I think it was. No, 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 but there was one – the guy who orchestrated all yeah, of yeah, it. Yeah. So he he he'd give people sports scholarships. Yes. And then suddenly there'd be like some obese person on the fucking running team. Yeah. <laughs> they go, well, how the fuck? You know, he's really fast. He's just uh he ate a Snickers before. <laughs> this developmentally delayed obese child is apparently the star of the track team yeah. at Harvard University. Yeah, he's not obese. What you're seeing here is he's so fast, you're seeing seven of him at once. <laughs> he's running in a circle. Yeah. <laughs> It's a whirlwind. It's not a fat boy. Yes. Imagine how insulting it was for the their kid, though. When she's going to the exam, she gets in the um, gets in the car and they go, "Hello, darling. This is uh, this is Sarah. She's going to do your exam for you today." <laughs> Mommy and Daddy just think that you're stupid. <laughs> And as a stupid girl, you should hide your head in the dirt so mommy and daddy can look at least still look successful when you go to a good school. Yeah. Also, I'm sorry, but if you're rich, it doesn't really matter. Just leave your kids loads of money. They don't need grades. Yeah, nobody, like, university's hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, doing work is hard. Just give your kid a job on a film set. Yeah. Let them go. If they're not that smart, it doesn't find matter. Their Our industry is full of fucking idiots like that. And, like, I think what we've learned, at least from all the people we know who have, like, university degrees and no jobs, is it doesn't really take you that far. <laughs> like, you like, can have oh, a 2 2 from the best, 72nd best university in the country. It doesn't open as many doors as you think. Yes. <laughs> Like a B, like someone has like a BA in history. People are like, "Oh my god, really? You you read about history for a few years? Well, would you run my company? Yeah, like yeah. nobody no, no cares. One cares. No one cares. Also, the thing is, how long is the cheating going on for till she gets found out? In terms of the student getting found out, like, are they going to pay for that same woman to be her for the whole time? And then. Yeah, once they're there, they still have to do the work. You still have to do the work, but also, what if they just have the woman get their whole diploma or whatever it's called for her? She leaves, she gets a job on the cabinet for, like, Hillary Clinton or whoever the fuck would be, you know. It's actually a very good, actually, this is a good defense of it being fine Mm. that they bribed the way in. If the kid did well in the the school once they were there, you kind of think, well, actually, it worked out. No, because then they get a real job and they could be, like, in charge of something in the government. They go, oh, we're going to bomb North Cringe. Go, where's that? Yeah. yeah. Why is this? Who is this idiot? She's got a first. Yeah, it's not her. It's this, <laughs> this other lady. But then also her boyfriends or whoever met her, her girlfriends would think she's smart. And then they got to date this person. They go, oh, she got first. I'm meeting her. She's really into. Do they send the other woman to do that as well? 
Soon the other woman's having babies for their daughter. <laughs> and they go, actually, should we just get rid of this one? Because <laughs> this, this lady's costing we us We like the new girl. Yeah, because what they want is the new girl's head. <laughs> so they're going to cut off the new girl's head and glue it to their old daughter's body <laughs> yeah. and make a super daughter. Yeah. Because there's never going to... You can cheat, but it's never going to take away from the fact that your daughter's a fucking moron. Did you ever cheat? What, in uh, exams? Yeah. If I could have, I would have. I don't think I was smart enough. <laughs> you were smart enough to cheat. I, when I was in uh, the ninth grade, um, our science teacher would give us a cheat sheet for mm. exams. So a tiny card where you could write whatever you wanted to on the card. No. Um, so what I did was I printed um, the entire, everything I would need for the exam uh, in like size three font and glued it to the card. Very so my good. cheat sheet had everything on it. That is, yeah. And I wasn't breaking a rule. I just... I wish I'd known this before we took the IQ test, but... Um, I've always found good loopholes. <laughs> did, why did your teacher give you a cheat sheet? I don't know. It was on? unorthodox, definitely. His name was Mr. Ehrenberg. Um, he just had an unorthodox, unorthodox style of teaching. That's illegal. It's not illegal, Red. It's not, I'm not, he's not going <laughs> also, to prison. It's not like you, your class. I'm assuming you weren't in the creme de la creme of I wasn't the creme de la creme. I wasn't in <laughs> Canada. I was in the Let's top... Let's get these boys a D. <laughs> I was in the top class, actually, Red. I was in... I yeah. was in the, the strain of classes that usually people go to university. Of course I was. You weren't with the Trudeaus. I was with the Trudeaus. <laughs> no one was expecting a bin bag being invented by you. I was a Trudeau. <laughs> you were not a Trudeau. I'm a Trudeau. <laughs> I'm actually, lately Trudeau's having problems yeah, yeah. with the truckers, but. No. But what do you think? Why didn't he go to jail? Why did the mum go to the jail? So the mum, I didn't know about her at all. Well, She's... she probably sent the emails. She probably orchestrated it. And she's like the soccer mom, angry. But she's been accepted back into Hollywood. The, um, the other lady hasn't. There's uh, the lady who is uh, Aunt Becky on Full House. Oh, really? Her and her she's husband not... did the same thing, but they wouldn't plead guilty. Uh, so they so said they're going to go to trial. And they kept threatening them with like 30 years in prison or mm -hmm. something. And they were like, we're innocent. And everyone's like, I mean, you're not. Listen, should this, should this be this big of a deal? Maybe not. But you're not innocent. You did it. And they kept saying, we didn't do it. And everyone was like, so all the vitriol wasn't on Felicity Huffman. It was on these two. That's what you want when someone, if you're ever in a big scandal, you want someone who's really indignant about being caught. So you yeah, can just she sit was, there. She was, she was the Prince Andrew of this scandal, yeah, just yeah. taking all the heat. And then Felicity Huffman was just like Clinton and Trump. Just doo -doo 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 -doo. <laughs> Except she pled guilty. Clinton and Trump are just yeah. dodging. Well, yeah, they're just sort of just having anyone. Yeah, Allegedly. Yes, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, she Allegedly. was in Desperate Housewives, this woman. I'd never heard of her. I didn't know who she was at all. Well, you don't, you know, Desperate Housewives, you don't follow, you don't like television shows. I preferred the English version of Desperate Housewives. <laughs> what was that called? <laughs> Hollyoaks. Oh, brilliant. okay. No, I, I've never, I remember watching a bit of it. It was you're on. I think actually what we're getting is you're just a national, you just like things that are British. No, I don't want to watch the same thing twice in a different way. So I wouldn't watch the English version of The Sopranos. I'd love to watch the English version of The Sopranos. Well, if it's a different show, I'd love an English gangster film. What but... city do you think they'd set it in? Well, probably Essex, because Jersey's kind of the Essex. Yes, yeah. yes. I would... you, oh. you don't want to see an Essex gangster TV? Do you know what's happened here is someone's going to listen to this and make the series of the Nazi from Inglorious Bastards become a multi-billionaire, 
And then they'll make this one as their next idea. We're having great ideas, actually. Yeah, and we'll just sit here and we'll be like, 1921, have you seen that new show that was made now? We talked about it in the pod three years ago. I'd love to see an Essex gangster. I haven't seen that, you know? It's always like, it's always East London. It's like, but East London gangsters did all people. Moved to Essex. Yeah. So show me Essex, crime in Essex. Big, big houses, stuff like that. You know, so there's, there's that. Well, do not steal our stuff because we're giving you free content as it is we're not gonna give you free money as well there's some fucking good ideas going on here yeah i don't i don't know what he could have stood up for his wife and gone maybe i'll take the 12 days in prison no he could no if she sent the email she sent the emails also he has the more i would say bigger uh, career i but first is very established in her own right to be fair but I think he is maybe the moneymaker out of the two. Maybe. I'm not. I'm guessing. And she's like, I'll take the heat here. Keep your name pure. Yeah, yeah. They don't have the same last name. It's easy. He would have, his character in Fargo, if he'd been less of a loser, <laughs> would have done exactly this. Yes. There's no way he wasn't involved. And the daughter now just has this stink around her because uh, there's the girl whose parents thought she was so fucking stupid. <laughs> hey, dummy. Yeah. And it's like, I bet she's like, I just wanted the best for my child. It's like, your child is a white millionaire in America. You've already given them the best, you know? Yeah, they don't need Need any more. Just let them, give them a credit card, let them get a coke problem, send them to rehab at 25, and then put them on the board of some shit company. <laughs> that's all you need to do. I don't do. think you put them, I don't know if it's easy to put them on the board. Well, she could, I bet they've got a production company. I bet they do. Macy Productions. she make her producer, she'll go in. Fire all the old guys who've actually done good work there. But I'm shaking it up around here. Do you think here. the store Macy's is William H. Macy? Do you think? No. But I'm sure he's got his... I bet you he's got a production company. Do you not think he would? Everyone does. I've got one. What's yours called? Rock Hard Red Production. Rock Hard Red. You didn't think that through at all. You just started talking and then called it Rock Hard Red, which sounds like a dog's hard dick. It's, it's... Little red rockets coming at you. <laughs> Spunkin' dog come wherever it needs to. Did you watch Desperate Housewives? So she was not, not lately. I mean, I've seen episodes when I was like a teenager. It was a long time ago. She's been nominated for loads of Emmys and stuff like that. She's yeah, like... she's quite established. So they've obviously got a lot of money. No, Red, they have no money. Well, yeah, of course they're rich. It's just... Yeah. I think you know you've got too much money when you're, when you're paying someone to take your daughter's exams for you. But I didn't want to. Macy is a great actor. I, I, he was great in Fargo, and I didn't want that to be the focus of the year of his birth. But I just thought it was intriguing, and I watched the documentary about it on uh, on that streaming service that we are no longer allowed to mention on this podcast. Yeah, until they are pumping money into this, we're not. They're not getting a name. Or they give one of us a special. Even though we both probably spend six hours a day on said streaming service, and mm. it's the happiest moments of our day. Mm-hmm. And we would want nothing more than her comedy to On be there. featured. Yeah, I want my comedy, just even half an hour of it, just to be shoved in alongside a thousand hours about serial killers. Yes. On said streaming service. Anyway, Bobby, uh, what, 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 what else have we got in the final uh, championship rounds of this podcast? Okay, well, I don't know if you know this, but in 1950, in East Germany, you ever been there? Now just called Germany. Okay, no. I've never been to Germany, no. Really? Yeah. You've never thought to go? No. I like the English version. (laughs) (laughs) I've just never been. I want to go do comedy. Apparently in Berlin there's some good clubs. But are you still angry about the war? Is that why you're not? You seem like someone (laughs) who would hold on to old grievances. (laughs) 
That's a very old grievance. But um, no, I've never, I've just never been. It's not that sunny. And it, like, it's uh, they're beautiful summers. Yeah, I, I like better than dog. here. This is the grayest, shittiest fucking island in the world. Yeah, but we have. It's not that sunny. It's ne- what are you talking? We about? We have roast dinners and Ferris wheels. You have, and fry the, ups. We're in the biggest city I know, in the I, country, and there's one Ferris wheel. I'm not going to fly somewhere to eat a hot dog. They're really good hot dogs. I know. I'm sure they're good. Apparently, their beer's incredible as well. I would go. I just haven't been. If I'm going to go on holiday, I want to go somewhere with the beach and heat. Can I take you to Berlin? I'd go. Yeah, but isn't yeah okay? What would you want to do? You'd want to do something disgusting there. Okay. You go to like a twenty-four hour club. What are you talking? What, what, what would those, I do there? They have those clubs where everyone dances and people cheers on them from the balcony. You think my idea of a great German holiday is having come rain down upon yeah, me? That's like your Pizza Express. <laughs> what <are> you- <laughs> That's your idea of a trip to Pizza Express. Anyway, sorry, go on. East Germany, yeah. 1950, the Stasi. Mm-hmm. Is that how you say it? Stasi. I say Stasis because they're like Nazis, but sta. Okay. Stasis. Uh, <laughs> yep, and I'm the stupid one, Carolina. We're both stupid. <laughs> one is not more stupid than the other. We both have no business talking about anything we're talking about. Yeah, but that didn't stop. The Stasi reformed. Mm-hmm. Okay. In East Germany. So this is communist East Germany split up with West Germany. everyone knows East Germany's communist. Well, they might not. Well, if you don't, now you do. Given the comments about my appearance, I realize we've got some fucking morons. No. This podcast. Do not call our most devoted. These people are geniuses who are adept at recognizing ways to hurt you. So they're formed, and that's basically a snitching network to snitch on people. It's a giant snitching network that grows and grows and grows and grows, and it, it's just about population surveillance to mm. try to like ensure that the populace is doing what you want. They don't to want the, anyone going to West Germany and stuff like that. No, and, but they also just don't want any dissent. Yeah. And it got to the point where by 1989, 39 years later, the organization's still going. And it relied on 500,000 to 2 million collaborators, as well as 100,000 regular employees. It maintained files on approximately 6 million East German citizens, more than one-third of the population. Jesus. So there's a one in three chance you're being what? So there's a factory just full of files. And there's like a one in six chance you're working for them. Yeah. (laughs) It's not worth... It, it kind of it's stops just you. Everyone. Just, you don't just turn to your mate and go, "This is shit." Isn't and it? now, I mean, social media has replaced yeah. everything they would have got about people mm-hmm. and their habits. We now just freely put online, and no one. Oh, cares. In, in the lockdown, it was amazing for that. Do you remember that journalist lady who was like slagging everyone off, and she, uh, what was she called? I can't remember what she called, but she did an article about how. Um, Lockdown wasn't that hard for her because she grew up in a tiny room with all her brothers and sisters. And um, someone tweeted saying, well, it's funny you're writing this because lockdown doesn't seem that hard for you because you were having a party in my next door neighbor's garden yesterday talking really loudly. And it just went super viral. Caitlin Moran, she's called. They were, this, someone, some curtain twitcher caught her out. Was that Caitlin Moran? Yeah. Like the writer Caitlin yeah. Moran? Yeah. Was it true? I She never, like addressed it so it's gotta be and it went super viral again 
We have no, I don't know if this is true or not. It, uh, Red just read something on Twitter and now is disparaging my hero, Richard Branson, my good friend, Caitlin Moran. Is she, I don't know. I'm not saying she's a bad person. I'm just, I'm literally. My former girlfriend, Felicity Huffman. <laughs> I'm my mom. <laughs> oh, shame she didn't pay for uh, you to get through college. Um, I'm more, I'm more, I'm more, more pointing out that her next door neighbor was a little. Little snitch. Sn- little snitch is what I'm saying. Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly a snitch. Um, I'll just, I'm going to look it up because it is worth looking into. Why are you scared of her? Because she's like friends of famous comedians. I'm not scared of her. I just don't know her. And I feel like. We don't know anyone we talk about in this podcast. But Red, you get so many things wrong. A couple episodes, Red. You did it again where you reported on a story that didn't even happen in the year. What year was it, Jody? Uh, 1929, I said 1927, but I called myself out on it. No, no, it was um, oh, the, the Brits. The Brits, but that didn't matter because the, the, the Earth song came out that year, and as a follow-on from that, I said Jarvish Cocker attacked him. The next year. Yeah, but that doesn't matter. Who gives a shit? Earth song came out in 95. No one's saying it matters. When someone's like, he mooned him, he didn't try and hit him, so well, shut up. Anyway. So I'm just saying, generally, sometimes... You're, you're, no, I'll tell you what I'm saying. Your is you're scared because Caitlin Moran is, is friends no. with powerful female comics and you're scared of talking about it. I'm her. not scared. Your facts are shaky. His, you have shaky okay, facts. Okay, okay, have you okay. found the article? I found it. Sanctimonious hypocrite. Neighbor calls out... This author- is the Daily Mail you're reading, isn't it? No. What is it? Daily Mail. We can't take the Daily Mail as a, a definitive source. Can I just say what they said? Neighbor calls out author Caitlin Moran after she writes isolation, isolation is easy column by revealing she spent... The whole of Good Friday loudly breaking the rules in a friend's garden. I'll go back onto Google for you, Bobby, my Google web browser. Um, okay. hey, listen, Red, the Times again, reported again, on is it. Is Google giving us money? The Times reported is, are on they it. giving us money? No, so we don't say their name on the podcast. Until we have a sponsor, you don't see any brands' names. Every say Google. They'll know <laughs> what you mean. Every every person. I'll say Aitlin Oran, so you don't get in trouble with uh, the famous comedians. No, no, read, read the article. Read the article. Yeah, they've all said it's not just the Daily Mail. There's loads of people who are saying she did this. No, they're not saying she did this. They're saying the woman, the neighbor, said she did it. Okay. The broadcaster, 45, appears to have not taken her own direction after it is claimed she was spotted loudly flouting the rules at a friend's home in Holloway, North London. Resident Simon Thompson took to social media to criticize the star's condescending article after he spotted Moran in a neighborhood garden. He wrote, at the Times, maybe you want to reconsider this article considering at Caitlin Moran spent most of yesterday afternoon loudly breaking the lockdown rules in my neighbor's garden. Uh, would rather not have this tweeted out respect for my neighbor but can't stand the thought of someone making money off being a sanctimonious hypocrite. And so she never responded. The Times didn't do anything. You would have think she might have sued. I don't know. But... That, that is the worst thing about COVID. It just turned us into little snitches. Yeah, but, sorry, I just used that as an example because of the stars. No, I understand. You hate all of my heroes. <laughs> Felicity Huffman, Caitlin Moran, Richard Branson. I don't hate Caitlin My good Moran. friends and heroes. I don't hate Felicity Huffman. She was just trying to get the best for a, for a fucking stupid idiot daughter. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, it's, it, lockdown really did that to a lot of people. Like so many people were like, man, I saw my name and two people and go in. And he's, he's bought five. And then like two rolls. weeks later, you'd be doing the same thing. And you're like, oh, well, uh. I didn't snitch on anyone. Um, that's not what I'm about. No, I mean we had neighbors at one at our old place. They kept having people over and breaking lockdown rules. I wasn't gonna call the police on them. No, no. It's like, come on, yeah. Let's all just chill out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to. Uh, you don't have to tell on everyone. Yeah, on every little crime you see. 
It would be awful, though. It's the same in North Korea. I listened to this thing. Um, oh, it was actually a book called Nothing to Envy. Good book. Not you know, So people can actually... It's about North Korea. North Korea. But a lady talks about how her dad never used to drink because he was worried about what he would say if he drank. And he one day took them in the middle of the night and just took them to South Korea. And they now live in Australia. Quite the quite the culture difference. <laughs> Sounds like a nice story. Yeah, barbecues and surfing from North Korea. But that's because of the same thing as what was happening well, in East know, Germany. Actually, also in 1950, mm. uh, the Korean War started. Mm. Did you know America made it into North Korea during yeah. the war? And they made it into like Pyongyang. And like it seemed like... My granddad was in the Korean War. They were going to have a unified Korea. Mm-hmm. But then China got in there, mm-hmm. fought back, and then... And we were like, oh, leave it. What's the worst that can happen? <laughs> Look at us now. An angry little man in North Korea. With his finger on the button. Oh, you don't like Kim Jong-un either. <laughs> oh, okay. Well. What, did you date him as well? <laughs> like, just because someone commits a genocide against yeah, his yeah, own yeah. people for his entire rule, and his mm. father does the same, and his father before him does the same, mm-hmm. doesn't mean you can tarnish that family with the same brush. Mm. <laughs> there might be members of his family who are good people, like his uncle, who he had fed to dogs. <laughs> yeah, he's no longer around. Who was, or his um, brother, who he had assassinated yeah. for being a, a snitch. Well, his brother was meant to take over, and he got caught trying to go to Disneyland. Yeah, I think his brother was also leaking uh, intelligence to an <laughs> yeah, agency, and then he was killed. I'd rather a person who wanted Disneyland, because it seems like we could sort of integrate with them a bit more. The way he killed his brother was pretty impressive, though. With his, oh, with the pranksters. When I say impressive, I mean like disgusting. It's yeah. horrible, yeah. Yeah, but it was impressive. Yeah, those two girls, well, uh, allegedly... <laughs> Mm. Were uh were in the airport in Malaysia, mm-hmm. and they were told they're on a prank show, and they just have to go and like, you know, like push this thing into this guy's face. And they did it, not knowing it was poison, and then killed Kim Jong Un's brother. I think you'd ask what was in the thing. Are they told they're on a prank show. Yeah, I can see that happening. Wait, so you would just be given a bucket, and you go throw this in their face, Bobby, for Comedy Central. Would I you... want to be on TV. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, what do I have to do? Fair enough. What do I have to do? I, I assassinated someone. That'll make good content. That's good content. That'll get at least 100,000 views, yeah. won't it? Bobby, take this f- fizzy cup, that hot fizzy cup and throw it and kiss on his face. If I could sell face. a few more tickets to my tour by assassinating the brother of a demagogue, yeah. let's party. Yeah. It's not like his brother was a great guy. <laughs> You'd be opening for Cosby on his prison tour. I I'm think. not opening for Bill Cosby on his prison tour, but I did hear a story that apparently performed when he was in prison and really killed. Yeah, this guy, I heard that as well, and he said he was like, I never found him funny before. Which is <laughs> 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 like, such an odd time to start liking Bill Cosby. Yes. But he said he saw him, and he's like, he's just a true master of the craft, well, killing it in prison. That's one prisoner talking about one of America's biggest serial rapists. Yes, yes. All right, Bobby, it's our section at the end that we do. Dick of the year. Yeah. I would nominate for Dick of the Year you. You surprised me? No, because you've slandered everyone we've spoken about today. Well, uh... You're the dick of 1950. I am not. I found someone even worse than me. I don't know if that's possible. It is possible. I will hear you out. Okay, I'm going to make try and make my case for this now. Um, it is a man... Do you know what myxomatosis is? Yeah, of course, but remind me. (laughs) It's a disease. Uh, rabbits generally get it. Um, and they introduced it to the population of Australia, to um, the rabbit population of Australia, not to the people. Uh, <laughs> Just, yeah, they, they wiped get them your out. shot, get rid of them. And they thought it was going to kill off the rabbits in Australia. It did not. 
because okay. some rabbits became immune to it, and uh, the strain weakened and weakened and weakened. But it was just sort of like, but they, they, at first it did wipe out quite a lot. You'd think that rabbits would be quite have quite a lot of predators in Australia. You'd hope they would, but they're obviously quite a hard population to keep down. But this is my this is this is not Dick of the Year. Dick of the Year is a man called Paul Felix Armand Delilly, who. It was 1952. It was 1950. It was 1952. But he got the idea from 1950. The year 1950 gave him the idea. <laughs> yes. No. He got the idea from myxomatosis from the spread in Australia. He owned an estate in northwestern France. He was a very rich man. Been there. Nice place. I have been northwestern there as well. France. Yeah. Very good. He owned that. Um. And he was his his estate was overrun by rabbits. So it's eating into his crops, all this sort of stuff. Rabbits or rabbits? Rabbits. I thought you said rabbits. Yeah, they're eating all his plants. They're eating all his, you know, he's got a veg patch because he's rich. And he's had enough of the rabbits. So what he does is he, <laughs> he decides to inject two wild rabbits with myxomatosis on his estate to solve the problem. He started a rabbit genocide. Basically, yes. There, someone said some, some of the dissemination of the virus clearly appeared deliberate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He started a huge rabbit genocide. It spread all over Europe. According to estimates, the wild rabbit population in the United Kingdom fell by 99%, in France by 90 to 95%, and in Spain by 95%, all because this guy didn't want rabbits on his estate. <laughs> <laughs> he killed... Yeah, he killed off all of the rabbits of Europe. This is the worst part. This in turn drove specialized rabbit predators such as the Iberian lynx and the Spanish imperial eagle to the brink of extinction. There's now like in 2012, there's like 90 lynx left. And I think most of them live in captivity. Like he's fucking wiped out to inc- Spanish imperial eagle. I've never heard of it. And because this guy, I haven't heard of it. It sounds incredible. But on the good. Sounds better than a pigeon. If we're looking on the bright side. Mm. There probably would have been, like, more lettuce and carrots. Yeah, that is the bright side, but at what cost, Bobby? Well, yeah, I, I'm not advocating for the genocide <laughs> of three species because this guy didn't... Also, rabbits are adorable! Yeah, I know. It's just but one guy. So within a year of him doing this with the two wild rabbits, 45% of the wild rabbits in France had died of the disease, along with 35% of domestic rabbits. So he's just killing children's pets because <laughs> he, he wanted more carrots and he, he was sick of his lettuce getting destroyed. And was he punished? No. So he should have been put in prison or something. <laughs> so he, the effect of, on the rabbit population of France was dramatic. He, from 1952 to 1953, the total number of rabbits was exceeded 55 million. Oh, my God. Um, so this is, yeah, this sorts out the punishment thing. Armand Delilly found himself both condemned by rabbit hunters and showered with praise by farmers, to, farmers and foresters. So um, a lot of people were like, you're a dick, and then loads of people were like, you're, you're great. He was prosecuted, and he was convicted and fined of 5,000 francs. Fuck all. Uh, he was later honoured in 1956. He was awarded a gold medal to commemorate his achievement. <laughs> By who? By Bernard Dufay, Honorary Director General of the French Department of Rivers and Forests. The medal depicts Armand Delilly on one side and a dead rabbit on the other. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! So, quite a divisive figure. I think, he's, I think he's a dick. I would agree, even though I don't want to, <laughs> that a man who culled three species from this earth is slightly more of a dick than you've been. 
for the last hour. Well, that makes me feel good, Dobby, because I wasn't sure you were going to go with that. So, so what's his name again? <laughs> his name is Armand Delili. Well, Armand Delili, you are Dick of the Year. And uh, on that note, let's read out quickly uh, some of the, the insults and then uh, who announced the winner for, for uh, free tickets to the Bobby Med Tour, which I will be on. Red is on most dates. I want to make that clear. I'm on most dates. We can't clarify. We can't. We can't guarantee Red's on all the dates. There might be dates where I don't want to spend time with Red. Oh, I was busy doing better paid stuff with uh, more respectful people in bigger rooms. But carry on. Okay, so I we we had a lot, and I mean like hundreds, yeah, of messages about Red looking awful. Um. <laughs> Uh, we'll start with, there was a guy named, uh, a great fan, Spencer Stryker, and Spencer went less with quality and more quantity. <laughs> Some of them were great. Red looks like he needs a hug, but smells too bad. It's very nice of Bobby to support Red since he's transitioning into a walrus. <laughs> Red only resembles Pablo as if Escobar sold cake instead of Coke. You actually said that at my wedding. Red has his first TV appearance recently. Too bad that his appearance was fat. <laughs> NASA recently declared him as the ninth planet in our solar system. Childish. It was nice of Red to take on Harriet's baby weight. I like that one because it's personal and mean. Yeah, that's good. We've all heard of a dad bod. Red has a sad bod. That's great. (laughs) I think Spencer's based in Germany. So if we ever go there, he gets free tickets. uh, But Spencer, I'm sorry you're not the winner. But we appreciate where you're coming from. Spencer, uh... He called me John Snow Globe as well. I thought that was quite good. There was too many to read, yeah, but yeah. I. This is in the running. Red looks better dressed than Kanye. Imagine Freddie Mercury if he'd had a donut obsession. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that from? Uh, that is from Lee Myers Cough. Give him a ticket. Nope. I'm sorry, Lee. You're gonna have to buy your ticket because the winner is Reese Foley. Okay, what did he say? Uh, Reese tweeted a picture of a piece of gum with hair on it and said, Red Richardson looks like a chewed piece of hubba bubba bubble gum that was dropped on the floor of a wimpy restaurant toilet and it got covered in pubes in a nice way. And he actually added a picture as well. Yeah, the picture sold it it for me. Okay, so what's his name again, sorry? Reese Foley, let us know what city you want tickets to because you hurt Red the most. Thank you very much. We'll do one about Bobby at some point in the future. We won't. No. Oh, I forgot to say, actually, Mm -hmm. um, Lee Myers' cough Mm -hmm. uh, ended his insult by saying bobby looks like a recovering addict by the way i am a recovering addict <laughs> that's not really an insult you look like you used to do a lot of drugs yeah thank you lee mm-hmm. but the competition was on insult bobby it was hurt red he added that there there was a nice lady who said oh it's a shame i've already bought my tickets to carlisle um and i don't want to insult red anyway so thank you very much to whoever said that uh this has been the year is podcast Another good episode. Thank Maybe you the last. It's not the last. We'll be back with you next week with another brilliant year. Please Richard keep... Branson might be coming after us. Well, fuck him. Please keep emailing in uh, and tweet about us. So we want more listeners. So just keep tweeting, telling all your friends, leave us reviews. It all really helps. And thank you so much for listening and watching. Thank you. And Bye. goodbye. Bye. 
Thank you for listening to an episode of The Year Is with me, comedian Bobby Mayer, and my sometimes friend, Red Richardson. This podcast has been produced by our brilliant producer, Jody Vandenberg. Thank you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.